listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Well, good morning, TVC. How's everybody doing? Glad you guys could join us on this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, my name is Matt Van Dongen. I'm on staff. Like Jeff was saying, I work with our youth ministry, and so that is called Fusion 412. I love it, 6th through 12th grade. Love what I do. I also work with our internship program, which is pretty cool. We just actually finished our first year of our internship program, which is pretty awesome. And so I, just, I love being at TVC, and I'm honored and humbled really to be here and being able to, to speak with you guys today. And we're in a series uh, called This Is Us. It's a series on family. And if, I just wanted to make sure to say this. If you've missed some of these weeks, maybe you've been doing stuff over these last couple of weekends and you've missed a service, I really encourage you to go check out these, these messages online. You can go to our website and check them out. Uh, our lead pastor, Jeff, has been bringing it. And it's been really good stuff. Um, and I'm not just sucking up. Uh, it really is good. And so I'm going to be finishing this series on family. And so I really, I was thinking about it. And I, I, was, I was thinking, what can I bring to bring value to you guys? In, in this series on family, what, what do I have to give that can bring some value to this? And so I was thinking, okay, well, can I talk about marriage? Nope, can't talk about marriage. Uh, not till November. Shout out to my fiance. Uh, can I talk about kids? No, I don't have kids. Can't talk about that. So I changed it. What can I talk about? Well, I do have a family, and so I have that going for me. And so I was in this place of just struggling. What can I bring? value to you guys. And I was actually in service recently, and I felt just the nudge from the Lord uh, that there's actually something else that I can speak on in family, and that's it. That I'm not just part of my immediate family. I'm part of a larger family. I'm part of the family of God. That I'm actually a child of God. That I'm a son to the Father, the King of Kings. And he says, hey, you can, you can talk on that. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today, the idea of being part of the family of God. And when I first started to think about this, I thought, well, it does sound like a little cliche, right? We, as Christians, if, if um, it's pretty standard, right? It's commonplace that, that we are children of God. It's like in TVC Kids, when you ask the answer and they say Jesus, like that's the right answer. And it's the same for us if, if what is your identity? Well, I'm a child of God. It seems kind of simple. And and I agree. I think that it is. Sometimes we view this as a simple term that we maybe just throw out there as the right answer. But I started to think about it, and I actually think it's got way more depth than that. I think it it actually is a pretty big thing to talk about. And so I'm excited to talk about it. I think that so often we have the right answers in our head, but we don't necessarily have it in our heart, so we don't walk out that, that right answer. And so I think uh, what I want to talk about today, actually, is how do we bring the knowledge of, yes, I'm a child of God, to, to our lives? What does that look like to walk that out? What are the, the, the things that we get from that? What does our life look like from being a child of God? And the scriptures talk about being a child of God everywhere, like a lot of scriptures. But I chose a uh, scripture out of Galatians. So Galatians 4, 7 says this, Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son or daughter, and if a son or daughter, then an heir through God. Whenever something starts, a verse starts out with therefore, you got to go before and see what they're talking about. And so the context right before the therefore is this. It's the moment when you accept 
Jesus to be Lord of your life. And so the, the moment it, it, you, you ask him to be your king, the moment you ask him to lead your life, then there's this verse that says, therefore. So the very moment that you choose to follow God, therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son or daughter, and if a son or daughter, then an heir through God. And so there are three parts to this verse, and so today I'm going to dissect each part, each part. And so the first is, therefore, you are no longer a slave. Second, but a son or daughter. And third, and if a son or daughter, then heir through God. So several years back, I was in missions, and I was learning a lot. I was growing a ton, and I started to think about this verse. started to think about, what does it actually mean in my life to be no longer a slave? Because we sing about it. It's in our worship songs, but what does it actually mean for my life to be no longer a slave? And then also, what does it mean for me to be a son? What does that mean? Because I know I have an earthly father, but what does it look like for me to be a son uh, to a heavenly father? And I started to write in my journal, and I started to write this kind of this analogy, this imagery, whatever it is. Uh, And I wanted to share that with you guys today. And our first part, we're going to jump right into, right to, therefore you are no longer a slave. So at this point, though, in, in this image, we, we are before the therefore. So we haven't quite followed God yet. So picture this with me. There is a kingdom. And in this kingdom, there is a castle. So this castle. And, and there's a city below the castle. Let's say the castle's on a hill. There's a city below. And this represents your life. So this is your life. And right now, God is not part of that city. And so right now, uh, you're actually a slave. What, I, I'm going to actually read a verse before I get to that. 2 Timothy 2.26 says this. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been captive by him to do his will. And so at this point, we are snared by the devil. We, we have no means of getting out. We are slaves. To, and so we have a, a castle, and there's a throne, but God's not on that throne. At this point, our struggles are on our, th- on our throne. And so we're a slave to our struggles. We're a slave to the things that are going on in our life, to our, to our problems, to our struggles, whatever's going on. And, and that could be a, a ton of different things. That's anger, lust, anxiety, depression. Uh, and we're talking about family. And so at this point, there's a bunch of struggles with family, too. Some of you might have come in today having uh, things going on in your marriage. Maybe some of you are actually thinking about getting a divorce or in the process of divorce or on the other side of a divorce. Or maybe you haven't been in communication with your, your adult children or kids. You're, you're upset with your parents. Whatever it is, we all have these issues. We all have different things in our life that we're struggling with family. And at this point, we actually have no means to fight against them. We're a slave to our struggles. We're a slave to these things. And it's a really hard place to be a slave. It, you, you don't have your own rights. You, don't, you can't make your own decisions. You're, you're really restrained to, to following your master. And at this point, your master are your struggles. And so picture yourself in this city. And you're kind of just walking down with your head down. You have to follow the rules. You can't, don't have any freedom. So this is this point in the story. And so at this point, our struggles are on the throne. But there's the therefore. There's the moment. And that's a good moment. So we'll get out of the gloomy stuff and get some of the good stuff. So at some point, God enters the city. And he comes into the city. And you see him. And you're like, you meet him. And you're like, 
it, it looks like a lot, a, a lot better idea to follow God than to follow my struggle. So I'm going to go ahead and follow God. And in that moment, God sits on the throne. He comes to the throne room. He kicks your struggles off the throne. And he sits on the throne and he is the Lord of your life. It's good news. It's a, it's a good moment in our lives. It's a moment where, where we, this is the therefore. Therefore, we are no longer slaves, right? So this is good. This is good news. So shouldn't everything be perfect? Shouldn't everything be good after that? I'm no longer a slave. I, I, I can fight my struggles. It's all good. God's on the throne. Everything's good. Well, we all know that it doesn't really work that way. I think it actually looks more like this. Is, is we put God on our throne, but often we still walk around like he's not. And we know in our heads that we are no longer a slave. And we are in the kingdom of God, but we still walk around like we're not. We still walk around like we're slaves to our struggles. Because I think sometimes it's just this head knowledge, and we don't realize that it can go further than that. And actually, this happens to me more than I'd like to admit. I was thinking about this, and there's, there are days when I go home at 4 o'clock, and I realize, what the heck did I just do all day? And I have this moment of, I was just sitting in, in, in just selfishness all day. I was, I was full of my struggles all day. I was just thinking about my struggles all day. I was complaining all day. And I realized I have this moment at, at 4 o'clock on the ride home, probably when I'm listening to worship music, that all day long I have put my struggles on the throne today. I said, God, I know I'm free. I know that I, I am no longer a slave, but today my struggles are a little bigger than you. So can you kind of get off the throne? I'm going to put my struggles on. <laughs> Sounds silly, doesn't it? <laughs> but I know I do that. And I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that. And what happens is I do have that moment sometimes going home from work and I kind of, all right, it's good. I got to change my perspective because a lot of this is perspective change. But there's times when I don't do that. There's time when I have a date with my fiance that night and I bring that into the relationship. And so all of a sudden I've been, I've been complaining all day. I put my struggles on my throne. And I, I bring that into my relationship with my fiance. And, and I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that where you come home from a long day and it's just you have this going on and this going on and this struggle and this struggle and you put them on your throne and you come home and you bring that into your family. And what happens when we live from that place of defeatedness we bring that defeatedness into our families. We bring it into our families. And yeah, I, I actually struggled a lot with this this week. Because I think when you're going to preach on something, you always struggle with it the week before. It's funny how that works. And, and this week, I had that struggle with this perspective of, of, am I putting my struggles on the throne or am I putting God on the throne? And I did fail a few times this week. But I actually had victory a lot this week too. And I think that the reason that I, I had a win this week it's because this verse doesn't stop here. I'm really glad that the verse doesn't stop here. If it did, it'd be enough, right? We are no longer slaves. But in the same breath that it says you are no longer slaves, it continues. And it says this. Therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son or daughter. No longer a slave, but a son or daughter. And this is what I think allowed me to have victory this week. It's understanding that I am a son or a daughter. Let's go back to the image, imagery. So you're in this, this city and there's a throne, right? And now 
We've already been past the therefore, so you're no longer a slave. You're walking around in a city, and God's on your throne, but you're still kind of walking defeated. So you're walking with your head down. You're still walking like you're a slave. And one day, you're walking past the, the castle, and God's out there hanging out, and he says, hey, come here, come here. And so you walk over, and he goes, hey, I know that you, you know this idea that you're no longer a slave, but you're actually, uh, you're more than that. You're actually my son. You're actually my daughter. So that means not only are you no longer a slave, but you don't actually have to live down there anymore. I actually have a room for you in the castle. If you want to come live, you can live in this castle. I'm going to make dinner for you tonight. And, and then, you, then I start to realize, oh my gosh, this changes everything. This perspective changes your life. Because yes, we know when we follow God, we are no longer a slave. But what's so awesome is we go and we become sons and daughters. And that changes our identity to the core of who we are. When I was born, when I was born, before I did anything, the very first thing, I was part of my family. And so before I had any successes, any failures, before I uh, chose my career path, before I did anything with my life, I was part of my family. And there's nothing I can do about that. Like DNA shows, I'm part of my family. And so that's the same with us with, as, as we follow God. As soon as there's the therefore, as soon as we choose to follow God, we are therefore no longer slaves, but a son or a daughter. At that very moment, we become sons and daughters. It changes our identity, and there's nothing we can do to change that. We don't have to earn it. Nothing we do, nothing we choose, nothing that happens in our life will change the fact that we are sons and that we are daughters. And what this does is it changes the way that you walk in this city, right? The city of your life, the kingdom of your life. Before you were walking with your your head down, walking as a slave, but now you're a son or daughter. If you live in the castle, you're going to walk in the city a little differently, right? You're going to walk with maybe a little more pep in your step. And you might look at your problems differently. You might look at these struggles differently. And where you may have put them on your throne in the past, now you realize, hey, actually my father's on the throne. And I'm his son, so I'm not going to put you on the throne today. And it changes your perspective. Uh, This is a a silly analogy, but I like it. So if you think about your job, your profession, you all have your identity in your profession. So if you are a cop, a police officer, but you think you're a dentist, you're going to bring the wrong tools to the job, right? Right? So same with us, if we are a son and a daughter of God, but we still think that we're a slave, we still think that we have a father who's far from us, then we're not going to walk out who we're truly meant to be. We're not going to come to the challenges of life equipped with the right things, because we're still thinking we're a slave, but when we're really sons and daughters. It changes our perspective. And there's something so powerful about understanding, sometimes maybe we just need to take a step back and realize we have a perfect father. Not all of us have perfect fathers here on earth, and a lot of us have different struggles with that, but we actually have a heavenly father who is perfect, who perfectly loves us, and that alone changes lives. That alone brings people into the kingdom, understanding that they have a father that perfectly loves them. I remember, this is going to be a little cheesy, but I love it. When I was going through all this and I was learning about the Father's love, I remember I was praying one time and I was listening to God. And for the very first time, 
I heard him call me Matthew. The very first time I was in prayer and I heard him say, hey, Matthew, I got this. And it meant so much to me. I remember getting a little teary-eyed because uh, the God of the universe sees me and he loves me and I'm his son. And we all want to be seen. We all want to be known. And for the Father, the, uh, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Father, our spiritual Father knows my name and he sees me, it means a lot. And so this idea, this perspective change is so great, I think. Even looking where I am at today, I can say the one thing that's been constant in my journey is I've understood that the Father loves me. And it changes perspectives. It changes perspectives. When you understand that you are a son or a daughter, you look at things differently. I think it's one of the most important things we can understand as Christians, that it shouldn't just be the right answer that we are children of God but it's something that we should really think about and and really strive to to understand in our day to day and try to bring this into our lives and so if this was if this was the end of this verse it would be really good we are no longer slaves and we are children of God that's amazing but the verse doesn't end it continues to go and it's in the same breath it says therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and daughter and if a son or daughter, then an heir through God. An heir through God. Think of all this means. That means everything that God owns, now you own. Everything that God has, now you own. You have. All the resources that God has, you have. And I'm not talking about money or material stuff. But everything that we need, now we have. Uh, the, the best example that I could find for this uh, idea of going from being a slave to an heir is through the musical play Annie. Uh, So I'm going to read this for you. When Annie moves from the orphanage to the Warbucks mansion, it's an incredible change for her. She leaves behind a spiteful, alcoholic caretaker and enters a relationship with a caring father. She goes from having no possessions to having a fortune at her disposal. So it's the same with us. We go from being slaves, not having anything to having a loving father, to then having everything our loving father has. And and so this, going back to the imagery, it kind of looks like this. You came off the streets, you came into the castle, now you have a place, the father's making you dinner, but then he invites you up to the round table. He says, hey, we have decisions to make. You know, I'm the king and I rule, and I'm the king and I uh, forgive people, and I guide people, and I love people, and I do the things of the kingdom, and you're my heir, so you're called to do this as well. So not only are we children of God, but we're actually called to have responsibility in the kingdom as well. And this is what this does. It's saying that we actually have a responsibility to understand that we live from a different perspective. That it's not just a blessing that we get to live from a different perspective and see our struggles differently. It's a responsibility. If we follow God and we hit that therefore moment, we have a responsibility to live from a perspective that we are ruling with God, that we, he can use us to love people, to forgive people in our lives. And, and, and so we get everything that he has, right? And some of those things are peace. We don't ever have to search for peace. If we're looking for peace in our family, the Lord has it for us. Love, wisdom, forgiveness. And I, I do want to sit on this idea of forgiveness for a second. 
that we have a father that showed us what it looks like to forgive. He showed us what it looked like to give his son, to die on the cross, raise again, that we would be forgiven so that we can have a relationship with God. And he actually calls us to forgive. And before when we were slaves, maybe things have happened in our lives with our family where we've been betrayed or we've been hurt by our family. We haven't talked to them in years or we're fighting with them or whatever it is. Before we were slaves, but once you followed God, you were no longer a slave, but a son or daughter, and now you have responsibility to forgive. And I know that it's hard. I know it can be difficult. But God has given you everything you need to forgive. And there might be someone in your family that needs some forgiveness today. And I've shared this story before, and I'm going to share it again. It's, I'll quickly share the story with me and my father. We, we had a moment when I was doing missions where I was going to the Middle East and he didn't agree with that and just some stuff happened between us and we had a falling out and he didn't really want to talk to me. And I know in that moment I wanted to be mad like, Dad, this is my life and you're just saying that this is dumb. Basically, I I wanted to get mad and bitter and I know for a fact that there was moments that I had with the Lord talking to the Father and saying, hey, listen, I am your father and I will love you through all things, but you need to forgive your dad because I love him too. And I just remember having those moments with God and him calling me to forgive, to forgive my dad and it's been the best thing for our relationship. And, and I know that it's hard and I know there's way worse scenarios out there than what I had with my dad, but you'll never regret taking on that responsibility to forgive someone in your family because God will move through it. And what's cool is once you start to uh, understand this idea that okay, we have everything we want or everything we need and we have the responsibility to release it, you can start to create that culture in your family. And so I just want to speak to parents. Uh, I know I'm not a parent, but I did have a mom who was an amazing mom and I learned some things from her. And what she did is every time, every night, no matter how mad I was at her, no matter how grumpy and mean I thought she was or how dumb I was, whatever, we were, whatever argument we ever got in, she taught me, that we would forgive each other before we go to bed. So she created a culture of forgiveness in our family. And I really think that parents do have that responsibility. We learn from our father. We have that responsibility to create that culture of forgiveness, but also to create that culture of the kingdom into our families. I have an amazing mom who did that. And it's just cool. Once we start to live from this place, our lives start to change. Because the thing is, our struggles don't change. Many of you still have those same struggles. But now our perspective has changed and we're not a slave anymore, but we have the means to actually do something. Uh, Charles Swindoll uh, has this quote, I'm sure you've heard of it. That life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. Well, you respond, how you respond is determined what your perspective is. So like I was saying, some of you came into the service today with things going on in your marriage. Maybe some of you are going through a divorce or thinking about getting a divorce or on the other side of it. You haven't talked to your children or there's stuff going on in family like we talked about this whole series. Go listen to these messages. It talks about all these situations. And just because you guys came in today and you heard some guy teach about how you're uh, a child of God doesn't mean those things are going to magically disappear. But my hope is that today you would walk away with a little different perspective perspective that you are a child of God and that changes things that means you're not a child of this world that means where the world would say there is no hope for your marriage 
just get a divorce. God says, no, I'm the God of hope, and you're my child, and I have hope for you. And I can make things happen that you can't. Or maybe you, you have went through that divorce. And the world says you should be mad or you should be angry and you should talk this way about this person because what they did to you, God says, no, this happened, but I can still restore relationships and I can still make it a healthy family dynamic. Some of you might have not talked to your children in a while and, and that the world says there's no hope to restore that. It's been years, but God says, I'm the God of family and I can restore all things. That it changes the way that we do things. It changes the way that we see things when we understand that we are children and we're heirs. And so the simple thing that we say, the simple right answer actually can change our lives every day. You know, this is us. We are broken people. We are broken families. We have issues. We have problems, but we are children of God. That means we are different. That means that we are different in this world. And I think sometimes, if you're like me, I just need a reminder of that. Just a reminder of perspective. Maybe put it in my reminders in my phone. Just remember, you are a child of God and what that means. And so I don't know what your next step today is. Maybe uh, you're like me and I just need to, to, to uh, just remember that I need to not walk in a defeated mindset because I'm not a slave anymore. Some of you, maybe the idea of the Father's love is foreign to you because you didn't have a great earthly father. And maybe your next step is exploring what that looks like to have a perfect father that loves you perfectly. Some of you, maybe the next step is, is maybe forgiving someone that needs forgiveness in your family. And some of you, Maybe uh, listening to this, like, I don't think I'm in the family of God. And maybe that's you, and, and you want to join that family. Maybe you want to choose to follow God, choose to follow a father who loves you perfectly, who forgives you, who guides you. And if that's you, I, I just want to give you the opportunity during the service as well. Um, if you want to choose to follow God, and I'm not going to have you raise your hand, I'm not going to have you stand up or anything. This is just something between you and God. And this is this prayer you do between you and him. And, and I'll go ahead and I'll lead a prayer and you just say something like that in your heart. So if that's you, if you want to just pray with me, if everyone's, everyone wants to just bow their heads, I, I'll pray. And if this is you, if you want to choose to follow God, just say something like this. God, thank you that you are a father. Thank you that you are a God of forgiveness. Thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross and raise again. And if we choose to follow you, we get to enter the kingdom of God, the family of God. So I just, I choose to follow you. I choose to give my life over to you. I choose to put you on the throne of my life, to kick my struggles off and put you on the throne. And I just choose to follow you the best I can for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and celebrate anybody that made that decision. So I just want to end with this. When you guys go home today, there's a song that's called No Longer Slaves. Look it up. Spotify, iTunes Music, No Longer Slaves. Think about this message. Listen to it on the ride home. And just remember, you guys are children of God. If you guys want to stand with me, I'll pray and we'll be released. God, we love you. Thank you that you're a good, good father. Thank you that we are no longer slaves, but children of God and heirs through you, God. We love you. We just ask that you would help us with our perspectives. Help us to live from that place. 
We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. There will be prayer people up here if you guys need prayers.